taking a different approach today with a homily. I actually will focus on the responsorial psalm, Psalm 42. If you ever have an opportunity to sit down and read and, more importantly, pray through this psalm, it's really, of course, a beautiful text, but it's a text that literally speaks to the soul. Even its opening lines do that for us. You know, it's the response that we repeated throughout this responsorial psalm for today is, A thirst is my soul for the living God. When I was in the seminary at the Josephinum in Columbus, Ohio, they had multiple chapels. The most beautiful one was St. Joseph's Oratory, which is where I mostly prayed at because that's where the theology seminarians usually did their prayers together and had the holy sacrifice of the Mass. What was you unique to this chapel were many items, but one of them was the incredibly beautiful stained glass windows and the stenciling that was all around the perimeter of this oratory. And one of the stencilings was uh, not only a stenciling of the words in Latin of this psalm, Psalm 42, but also the pictures that related to the different lines of the psalm. And the one that really kind of set it off was just the opening lines talking about a deer that longs for the running waters and having their, their soul replenished at the life-giving waters given by God. It's something, uh, if you ever go to Columbus, Ohio, and have an opportunity to stop at the Josephinum, I highly recommend it. That, that chapel itself is definitely worth making a good pit stop, if that's how you want to do it. But this psalm is beautiful, just so immensely beautiful. Uh, a thirst is my soul for the living God. Even that one line alone you can comfortably do a holy hour on. Is my soul thirsting for God or not? Do I find my soul thirsting for many other temporal realities instead of God? Am I looking forward to, you know, finally getting home from some task or work? Am I looking forward more to a meal? Am I looking more forward to, you know, a particular item that you just purchased on Amazon.com coming into the mail? You know, what is it that you are yearning for? Is it God above all else? And then secondary are all of these other temporal realities. So as this text goes for today, as the hind longs for running for the running waters, so my soul longs for you, O God. A thirst is my soul for God, the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? You know that, that last line right there, when shall I go and behold the face of God? You know, we are resuming public masses this week. For many of us, we may not have gone to adoration, so we literally have not seen God in, in the Eucharist for a month and a half, almost two months. And so this would be the opportunity to foster that great joy of reconciliation, of reunion, of seeing our Lord again in the Blessed Sacrament. As the text goes, Send forth your light and your fidelity. They shall lead me on and bring me to your holy mountain, to your dwelling place. Some people may not know this, but Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, the holy city, uh, the holy land, it's, it's on a mountain. And so that's part of what King David, the author of this psalm, is referring to here. You know, yearning to see God on the mountain, for him probably coming back from a campaign of fighting and war and the like, dealing with other princes and kings and other neighboring nations, but still being able to come back up that mountain. It wasn't like a crazy steep mountain like when we think of with snow-capped mountains, but still it was a mountain. 
But how are we you know, going up the mountain to literally see God ourselves? It's kind of the beautiful imagery there for us. The Holy Land built on a mountain and literally walking up to those holiest of all sites in the world that our Lord Jesus Christ walked upon. So for us too, you know, walking up to that holy mountain to see God in our lives, but most importantly, in our parish churches in the most blessed sacrament. The next line really hits home for us with public masses resuming. Then will I go in to the altar of God, the God of my gladness and joy. Then will I give you thanks upon the harp, O God, my God. You know, literally walking into our churches and seeing our altars again, the altar of God, or the act, the highest act of worship that has been given to us. That's important to remember. Not that we created, but that has been given to us by God Himself, by Jesus Christ, in the Holy Sacrifice, the Mass. Being able to witness that again on our altars. What a joy. What a gift. What a pleasantry even that we can have this amazing sacrifice just made present for us that we are even graced to participate in to assist at in giving our sinful nature and our lowliness the god of our gladness the god of our joy who has been continuing to give us blessings even though we've been more confined and having to put up with family members in ways that we have forgotten or are new because of everyone being home and being able to just bask in the joy of family life, but also the joy of, hey, things are opening up again. Yes, it's going to be restrictive, but hey, there's a joy in that. Things are now going more towards a better normal of sorts. And as we give thanks to God upon the harp, you know, we can even say that in a beautiful personal way, upon the harp of our own voices, our own musical instruments that we have from God on high, that He's blessed with all of us. Whether we have a great singing voice or not, depending upon what other pe people's opinions are, you know, when it comes to God, He doesn't care. He just wants to hear you sing to give Him back loving worship. He just wants to hear us, His disciples, His children, just giving back and just being with Him, that treasure of being with Him in our churches, but being with Him in the Eucharist. So that response at the beginning that we repeated throughout this responsorial psalm, a thirst is my soul for the living God, is your soul thirsting for the living God? Is your soul thirsting to come back to church once again in our churches, to come back for that amazing act and highest act of worship and the holy sacrifice of the Mass? And where do you place God throughout your day? Those things that you look forward to, you know, they're, they're, it's all right to look forward to them, but, is, but in the midst of looking forward to those temporal realities, is the biggest one of all in your heart, is it God? Are you thirsting for God? Just as King David did, and so many saints after him, are you thirsting for God? As he is thirsting for you, 